everybody. We're broadcasting live from the Virgin Space Shuttle. We're orbiting the Earth right now with uh, our British counterparts. And we will be offering soon a, uh, a Saints flight where we can do activations in the second heaven. And uh, Monica's getting an email ready about that right now. And we are going to be uh, trying to do that. Trying to figure out the best cost that we can offer. I, I heard that his initial crew went up for $250,000 each. So we'll try to get it down to at least 200000 so that it's in Pastor Larry's budget. Do we have frequent flyer miles? Frequent flyer miles. Yeah, I don't know what you'd exchange them for. I mean, I I don't I don't know uh, if we could actually fly with them, but who knows? Um, how are we doing? Are we actually being heard? I'm trying to get a response, but you see, we got we got volume on the stream, so yeah. Volume on the stream. Volume on the stream. Do, 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 I do, hate do. that song. <laughs> every don't you really? Every time I hear that song, I get the I just this, I just get this <laughs> weird <laughs> feeling in my because I've been hearing that song since I was a kid. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I like it when it's raining outside. It's oh. So we we we're just kind of obviously you've tuned in for a uh, trial run a new a new a first fruits of the Saints radio broadcast with the new equipment. Scott is laboring away. He has peeled himself away from his brethren in India just to minister to you all today. So we've, we've made heard, a few laps around the church. Yes, we we did. We, we didn't blow the show far yet, but. <laughs> Seven times we've circled all this equipment and uh, <laughs> ran upstairs and downstairs and upstairs and downstairs. <laughs> so um, you're hearing what is actually going on in the booth right now. So I'm going to ask Uncle Scott one more question. Once we finish, do we have to hit record or is it actually recording? It's recording now. Okay. You hit record when you want to stop. Okay. Just like the old system. All right. So do I have to stop the stream stop too? Stop the stream. Stop the recording. And then let me know, and I'll copy the files. All right. Thank you, Doctor Maston. We'll, we'll figure all that out with me and uh, <laughs> Robin. With we'll Robin. Figure wow. all that out so we can do remote access to these files. But this anyway. Okay. I'll take care of it today because I'm here. Thank you, Scott. We really appreciate right. Scott Maston. Thank you very Can much. everybody please Figured give him a hand? What little thing was... I forgot. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. All right. They said you sound good. So. Oh, boy. Well... Yeah, Julia I'm, just wrote and said that we sound light and, loud and clear. Loud All the way in France. All the oh, way in France. What? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Hello, we Julia. We must be on our best behavior if the folks in French are, are, France are listening. Um, well, we first of all give thanks to the Lord for this uh, newly installed equipment. This is the first time, obviously, that we have tried to do 
one of these radio or podcasts, what happened Sunday was done through the main board and through um, cameras. And um, so we, we had a few surprises just in the, it's kind of like when you get in a new car if you get a if you get a new car, whether it's new or not, you have to sit there and work all the gauges. You know, that's one of the things that I don't like about renting vehicles, because you get in a car, and so many things. You think, where's where are the windshield wipers? How do I turn the lights on? How do you start this thing? What do you? Uh, <laughs> it it's crazy. Go ahead. One time I rented a vehicle in France and I remember going out to the lot and the cars there were sandwiched in like sardines. I mean they were so close I could barely get in the car. So I get in there and it was a Peugeot but it was a European it was a it was a totally different setup than what I was used to and I sat there frustrated trying to figure out how in the world do I make this thing go and people were walking by looking at me you know and some people would say some things to me in the holy language of French and I had no idea what they were saying <laughs> check 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 that's what I should have said check 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 because that's what I always hear Luke say. You hear it too. When he's trying, it always works. I think that means something in French. It kind of, it kind of um, welcomes a greater understanding of things that aren't working. So anyway, the point though is, is that this is all new. We're looking up at these screens, and there are some things that look very familiar, and th some things that are just space agey but we do appreciate your patience I know we're now about 30 minutes past kickoff um, maybe we'll go just a few minutes longer today we'll see so what say ye from mic number one just happy to be here just very thankful we had a a really wonderful time of prayer before this broadcast and I'm just continuously thankful I mean I don't really don't even know what other word to describe it just for the goodness of God and the way that he just envelops us when we approach him pursue him in just a heart of devotion so I just came out of that that place and I'm just thankful to be a part of all that he's doing amen yeah yeah it's warm in the sanctuary because of course it's summer here in Texas but that doesn't even bother me anymore I was working a little bit in Peace Chapel before I came in and <clears throat> of course with the with Ruby working in the office that it's nice and cool in there and <laughs> I don't really notice it when I walk through into the sanctuary but then when I walk back through the other way I it, it 
kind of a, a rude awakening. But just thankful. Yeah, that's the beauty of zoned. <laughs> old, old churches that were added on bit by bit that are zoned. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's just the way things are for the month of July in Texas. That's right. So uh, I was trying to envision if there's some kind of a special anointment we need to pronounce on this first first issuance of this program with the new equipment uh, we are in agreement that we will be able to discern how best to use this stuff and utilize it for the kingdom's sake in in the creative ways that God has intended for it to to do so we bless this. <clears throat> we ask for wisdom and understanding. And that's uh, Yawali from Mexico City was just pinging, pinging us. That did you notice that ping had a little sp Mexican? Did it roll its R? Well, it's it's nice to be back home. I was uh, away for just a couple of days out in Arizona, as you know. I was so grateful that that connect actually worked. I was curious as to how it was going to work, but it did work. And we did actually practice that on Friday. I think it was Friday when uh, the guy from the install company was here and I remember going around the church with a uh, with with one of those links seeing if I was connecting in and so they got that all worked out so that on Sunday during the appointed time it would work and it did work and I was very grateful for that it was only like a minute or so I think though but it worked. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping to be able to to utilize that in particular to connect. Um, it can be used in a number of ways. So how was Arizona? Well, it was very interesting because it's the first time I have, was out there in two years. Seems like two years have flown by but um and it was the first time i've seen the saints from there since last march and so it was really nice to be able to to see george and paula they got a new travel trailer which they brought from their place in casa Grande to to uh the smith's place and harry and Kelly and the girls are getting much, much bigger now. So you'll have the privilege of seeing them in September. And of course, Jerry and Teresa, which you saw on Sunday. And Shay has a new job that is really a blessing for her. And so it was nice to be able to pray with those folks. But remember before um, 
before the journey, <clears throat> I think, I can't remember when all we said this, but they have been entrenched in an incredible drought there. I think last year they only got eight inches, which was a fraction of what they normally got. And this year they basically got none, very, very little, if any. And, of course, you know the whole West Coast going up into Canada has been besieged by this. So um, we just asked the Lord to, to break that in, in, uh, in Tucson. And so the first night uh, we gathered together and everybody was praying. And about 30 minutes in, all of a sudden massive thunder claps boom 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 and then you could see i i could look from where i was on the floor and i could see lightning flashing and then all of a sudden massive winds started blowing and it started pouring down rain i mean it was raining in fact the funny thing was is that it shocked everybody in the room and they said, is it raining out? Is that rain? Oh, I thought I heard thunder. And it the wind was blowing so hard. It was raining so hard. Now, there are 10 witnesses to this. So this is not evangelistic speak. But somehow the rain was permeating the roof. And it was dripping in. It was blowing through the, the air vent. And it was dripping through the ceiling. And it was hitting all of us. In fact, I wish you could have seen Jerry's face because it was really, he, he was mystified by how this could be happening in his house. So that went on for about an hour. And um, it, when, when we walked in for prayer that night, I think it was about 103. And once that storm had come through, it was 70 degrees outside, which was wonderful. So, um, we rejoiced in that, and I saw that last night, Tucson got another big rainstorm, and supposedly it's supposed to be raining on and off through this week. Temperatures were supposed to be in the low 90s this week for a high, which some of you in the Northeast or other places might think, man, that's hot, but that's quite a bit cooler than, than what they had been um, experiencing so we give thanks to the Lord for that sign and we also are believing that in some way that is impacting the spirit realm and what God wants to do in establishing his kingdom and how God is welcoming his kingdom to earth and also want to say that a lot of folks were saying that they had been checking and there wasn't supposed to have been any rain that night. So once again, the Lord did that. And I'm very grateful. I, I know at some point, you know, we're going to figure out from the Lord. You know, we used to teach voice thunders, lightnings, earthquakes, and we still do. But we recognize that storms supposedly restore the atmosphere plus providing rain but there's something that happens in the spirit realm that I don't feel that we've really understood yet 
and and I do know that the enemy tries to use the lack of rain historically through civilizations to cause people to either offer horrific sacrifices to the demons of the land you know like the, the famous in the wild west the indian rain dance and you know the thunder god that's supposed to be out there in the west um in the southwest us uh, but i'm i'm asking the lord and i know you would want to know this too when these things like what we've just described happen it's wonderful in the natural it sure does surprise the people but what is it doing also in the spirit realm and how best can we delve into that and utilize what God has provided? Now maybe, you know, God begins things in small ways to, and then when you're faithful, you gain more. For decades now we've been experiencing these kinds of things throughout the world we've testified about them and maybe the Lord has allowed us to enjoy those because we do enjoy them it's it's a blessing from him only he can do it and it's a pretty big that's a pretty big sign but maybe he's going to allow us now to be able to reach into the realm itself and affect see the spirit of the lord affect changes in the spiritual atmospheres and conditions i'm certainly believing for that as much as you know i enjoy the rain i mean it's it's it just delights me (laughs) and you know that better than than most but um I do know that the key point is not just that there's rain on the ground, even though I think that sometime in future, I I can believe that nations and people groups are going to want us to come because they're desperate for rain. Um, you can't produce rain as much as people have tried in the past. And remember, they would fly planes over and seed clouds or they would you know we saw we saw in that movie the martian how matt damon was allowing for moisture to be created but you don't have hydrogen fuel tanks out in your backyard at least you shouldn't um so anyway that's that's just a blessing so and you know one other this really seems odd but it happened to me, so I know it's true. Um, that night, I went back to the place I was staying, and I was really rejoicing in the Lord. And early in the morning, when the sun was rising up, of course, they're two hours behind us in Dallas. You know, they're on California time, so my, I, I don't know what they call it, mountain time, but it's two hours. So I was up early. And I decided I was going to pray a little bit. And all of a sudden, I heard this little dove making its dove noises and almost kind of singing. And I even went over to the window, and there it was sitting on the little railing outside the hotel room I was staying in. And that little thing just stayed there for 
quite some time just singing and I was praying in the spirit and I thought, oh Lord, this is this is a sign too because it didn't fly away when it saw me come up and these weren't reflective mirrors windows so that it could have seen me because when I went outside later that day, I looked up in the window and I could see through. So I knew that I wasn't doing the, the you know, the interrogation window with the dove. So I remember we wrote the booklet on the dove and we taught on the dove and how that it it is a sign of sonship and it's a sign of being able to um, to accept a mission and to be confident in the um, in the completion of the mission. You know, the dove descended on Jesus when he was baptized. You know all these in the Song of Solomon. And you, you had um, um, be wise as serpent, harmless as doves. We, we went through all that. So I, believe, I really believe that I've never had that happen before. Have you had that happen before? I have actually a dove or two doves that there must be a nest or something that's behind my house and frequently when I go out the back in the early morning to walk the dog they sit on the telephone wire and they'll coo mm -hmm. and it's not every day it's um but regularly enough for me to just for it to really touch me and so I yeah but I, I'm just thinking about I remember when I was on a kick about talking about the dove and you brought up the story about the dove <laughs> I'm just holding I'm just I'm not yeah that but, was funny no but I just I think about even like you talk about the rain seeping in at at the Smiths is that where you were yeah yeah and I you know Saturday morning I was here praying I guess right before you left and earlier this year I had just the most vivid dream um, that was literally straight out of the book of Ezekiel where I, the Lord brought me to the sanctuary. It was in the night, and the waters started coming in and began to rise. And it literally was like He allowed me to live that chapter of Ezekiel. And I knew that it was significant for the house and for the sanctuary and for what God was going to do this year. And so that's what I thought was there's something significant that that you know where that water came from. I don't know, but. Um, but then I, then I thought about the dove in the sanctuary and about how that was a sign for you. And I just, I really believe that, you know, you talk about being sent forth to call forth the rain, to break the drought, to break the heat, to cease the fires. I mean, there's so many manifestations of that heat that's happening throughout our country. And that's no surprise to God. But I, what it makes me realize is that the power base in the sanctuary, the power base in these houses of prayer to lift up intercession and partnership with the Lord as sons to really initiate these things and how important it is to Peretz and to Peretz, how important it is for us to be standing here, here in the sanctuary and, and praying through while the apostolic is being sent forth to actually whatever it is you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I just, 
I, I know God is doing something very significant in the midst of our parets and our parats and the midst of our um, coming and going. And, and so that's a real encouragement to me. Oh, I, what I didn't say was I earlier this year when I had that dream, well, then Saturday morning before you left, I was laying um, in the sanctuary in intercession. And I just had like this suddenly image of the waters coming into the sanctuary. And it reminded me of that dream that I had. And I, for a minute, because I didn't put a whole lot of focus on it, it was just one of those visions that I had that I thought, oh, thank you, Lord, for that. But I do think that it's just significant that we recognize just the power base from which we are sent forth. And the power base of intercession as God really begins to launch us into this new season of prayer, of intercession, of partnership in the spirit. And then the understanding and the revelation and the interpretation of what we're doing through intercession to go forth and apply that. And it's just very exciting to me. It is. I mean, it's, it's, we're stepping into a whole new realm. <laughs> Even though we've done this before. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's well, it was really kind of funny because, you know, this is a two-story house, and we were on the main floor. Okay, this is not the house that I've been to to visit, Teresa. Well, you probably Jerry. have been, yeah. But I, I don't know where you've been and where I... This is the first time I was there. At this house. At this house. Okay, I have not been there. So, I started feeling rain on me. And, and I thought, how is that water getting on me? And I looked up, and there was water on the ground, and everybody started getting up. And Harry was mystified by this. Now, George is sitting on the other side of the room. Jerry's saying, oh, that water. <laughs> and I can understand this is his house. That water can't be coming in here. Because it, it's just almost impossible to envision how that could be. But it was. So Harry looks over, and George is sitting across from us. And his shirt is just sprinkled with rain. And Harry says, look at George. <laughs> he doesn't even know it's raining on him. And George is just George. He's sitting there. Well, Jerry sees this, and all of a sudden he looks around. And I wish I was Norman Rockwell, the ability to paint. Because I, if I could have painted the incredulity on Jerry's face at that time, it was priceless. So, of course, you know, from an interpretation standpoint, the next day, I was saying, okay, with these unusual things that happened, this, this uh, amazing sign, what kind of thing can we be drawing from that and prophesying? And so it was the change of the atmospheres, God sending the former and the latter, you know, changing of the temperature, all those things, creating a way where there is no way, a lot of other things. I'm not going to regale all of it. But it just kind of dawned on me, Lord, let people who are just sitting in their own home, I'm going to borrow a Sandra term, be inundated by the Spirit, just right there in their home. Let it come into their, into their place where they're sitting and let them, let them be amazingly touched. And um, so... That was that was kind of an interesting thing, but but to see George just sitting there, it was amazing though. I mean, it really was. There's an area 
not the Patagonia of South America where your boys went, but there's an area called Patagonia, and there is um, there's some kind of unusual spiritual enclaves that are located there. And I guess there was a little tornado that touched down near there. Is this in Arizona? Yeah. And that is not normal. That type of activity may be normal for Texas and Oklahoma and even to the east, but it's not normal for out there. And so I really almost feel like that was there was some kind of spiritual battle that was going on in that area but there are a lot of those types of places out in in Arizona and in the west that are that are spiritual repositories that God has reserved and so it, it just was very interesting and you know, and I remember flying when I flew in, when I arrived, and I went out, walked out of the airport, ripped off my mask, which I was very grateful to do. It was funny to see all the people coming out of the Tucson airport just ripping off their masks because <laughs> the federal mandate is making you wear masks in airports and on planes. But the heat just smacked me. It was like 106, just poof. Oh, they've got, re- yeah, they've had record, I read this morning, just that whole Pacific Northwest. I mean, temperatures 130. I mean, record-breaking temperatures in, in um, Las Vegas and in yeah. up into parts of, well, up, up in that corridor. They call it the heat dome. The heat dome. That's what they're calling it. Maybe we could start, an, we, instead of the Holy Ghost car wash, we could have the heat dome. Well, it has something to do with the water in the ocean. When the water changes, I don't understand scientifically, but, um, yeah. Well, when I took my mask off and got blasted by that heat, which I'm used to here in Texas. I'm used to getting blasted by heat. You, you've been getting blasted by heat all your life. Um, I, Ron, thought good grief it's hot and then the next thing the split second lord i just thought this for a second how are you going to cause the rain to come how are you going to change this i wasn't doubting because we've seen it happen i don't know how many times and but i just thought that for a minute and i i said lord you're going to do something and I thank you that you can do it even though I can't figure out how it's going to happen so it wasn't a fluky thing it wasn't oh yeah we could see this coming it was coming up out of Chihuahua it was product of a of a hurricane so we knew that was coming no 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 this one just came and the Lord did it and the weird thing was it came from east to west I mean it was really strange because I pulled up my handy dandy uh, radar and I was watching these this the, they just materialize and then they they'd come across so that was neat in the natural very grateful to the Lord but what is the spiritual ramification of it you know we could hypothesize and slap together a bunch of scriptures which is always good to do but what actually happened in the spirit realm what not just from a theoretical or theological viewpoint, but what really happened. And I believe the Lord is going to begin to anoint us to allow us to know so that we can move tactically. 
You know, one of the things you learn from a study of history is how many times armies miss their moment. How many times they actually have um, victory right within their grasp and they don't realize it because they don't maneuver and they don't, they don't react properly. And I, I, I believe we're going to need to not just win a battle, but that God is going to allow us to recognize tactically how to overcome in the whole theater of operation and turn that. That's the thing with interpretation, especially when you know the word and something like that happens. It's easy to, to, you know, the Rolodex to start running through, oh, it could be this or it's this or it's this or it's this. And, and in some degree, it could be all of those things. But I think that what you're saying, if I'm understanding, is the Lord is really bringing us into a more precise understanding of what he's doing and how we apply it. And I think about and I mentioned this to you before you left, I was reading um, in the book of Joshua about when they were in the midst of this battle and, and he spoke yes. that the sun and the moon would stand still so that they could have victory, so that they could win that battle. That, to me, I mean, that's where God's taking us. And and that is, that is partnership with the most high God. I mean, that is just so significant. But the thing that was interesting to me about that is the way that he spoke directly into, he spoke directly into it. And um, I just think that God's given the authority, but it does come with that, that, that precision of a prophetic insight or understanding or directive, I guess. And, you know, that's what you started talking about at the beginning of the year, just a stepping into really more precise interpretation and what is God doing? Because, I mean, I find it myself. I live this. We all live this. It's like something happens like that, and immediately you, you think former latter rain. You think, you know, you think all these things that you know to be true, but, yeah. Well, I appreciated very much you sending me that insight. And when I was in the terminal at DFW, which, again, was like, it's funny because I thought, man, it's been 18 months since I've been in this terminal. Uh, I stood there uh, at the window, and I happened to be facing west, and I could see my plane, and I made that declaration and I also prayed that the Lord would cover me and, you know, all kinds of other things that you would make proclamation. But I made that Joshua declaration. And I was, I was fully expecting this to happen. In fact, we asked the saints to pray and we, we did. But honestly, it wasn't doubt. It was just a reaction, you know. <laughs> doors, familiar doors going out of Tucson Airport and then off with the mask and... I thought, how are you going to do this, Lord? But that's kind of a stupid thing to think. Uh, I didn't dwell on it. I fully believed it. I think for me it was more of a recognition that, yeah, when this happens, this is some pretty bad stuff out here. And um, 
but thanks be to God, it was it was nice. And of course, all of those folks are planning to. Um, oh, I don't know if all of them are coming, but many of them are coming in September, and we hope that you uh, here in. I'm coming. You you're gonna make the drive over. <laughs> One minute, one point thirty, one minute, point thirty second drive. Yeah, September, very soon. In fact, what is the date today? Is today the today is the fourteenth, the thirteenth. Today is the thirteenth of July, and seminar is September fourteenth, beginning on that Tuesday. So we are almost calendrically two months away. Tomorrow will be two months away. Isn't that amazing? I look up there at the far side calendar, which I today reinstalled. There it was. On the far side calendar, it's got a picture of this old geezer who's buried in the sand. He's got a big old hat on, and he's he's out in the desert. You can see the... You, I didn't even, even consider that there's cactus. God is redeeming people who are trapped out there and the spirit of the lord is going to do some good things so we look forward to being with all of you who can come in september and uh you know it's getting close to seminar when i have my uh my biannual gathering with tammy stewart to discuss prophetic presbytery that's coming up this friday so we're getting ready for you to come so may god bless your planning and your your ability to travel so now i noticed that uh yesterday all of the uh first saturday words went out i want to thank you for laboring toward that end and I guess Nancy works with you on that. Does anybody else work with you that I never thank? Sylvie. Sylvie over in France, yes. Mm -hmm. But the actual putting these together to stick them up on the, on the site. So thank you. I hope you've all had a chance to look over those and be encouraged and blessed by them. Tomorrow, being Wednesday, we're going to be praying here in fact through the month of July we're going to be praying on Wednesday evenings you made uh, you, start, you initiated this last Wednesday but that was basically intended to be a one-off we're trying to determine how God wants us to further implement various times of prayer to, to kind of uh, be creative uh, in his spirit to know what he wants from us. We don't want to do the same old, same old all the time. Because, you know, again, that you know as well as I do that as much as people love the Lord, if things stay the same all the time in routine, a lot of folks lose their, their vigor. And so, um, so that plus the fact that we need to use different frameworks of obedient intercession to not only serve the Lord, which is our main goal, but to do tactical pursuits and prophetic intercession, but also to glean. Um, we need to be creative 
in obedience to that. But anyway, since this is the seventh month, we're going to be praying every, uh, every Wednesday here at uh, 6 o'clock Dallas time. I guess it would be Dallas time since we're here. And I'm, um, I initially said, I didn't get to hear your, your, um, your announcement on Sunday because you came up right after me. And when my link clicked off, I was out. So by the time I was able to renegotiate and click and connect back in, you were already whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. So I think I threatened last week to do a uh, kind of a Facebook Live. Did you say anything about that? Good. Because <laughs> I think what I'm just going to do now is, since we are going to be doing Wednesday Night Live as well, is I'm just going to talk about the various facets of that um, fast of feasting pursuit and really do, I know you mentioned in the email you sent about the uh, the joy and gladness. Tomorrow I may teach at length on both of those um, so that anybody that's coming to pray or anybody that's going to be partnering in this seventh month in prayer, we can just be breaking that down each week. And you listen, that that Saison and Simha, th those two are so deep. They are so deep. It's not just a mindset. It is, it is a real deep treasure chest. And so I'm doing an unusual thing by saying I'll teach on that tomorrow. I really love it because to me it's almost like the thoughts and ways of God. Because you think about the Sima is... It's like that attitude of joy. It's like the attitude of expectancy and hope and and partnering with the Lord and meeting with the Lord and fulfilling his eternal plan. So it really is like your heart, your attitude. And we, listen guys, joy is not an emotion and we know that, but we choose whether or not we're gonna enter into the joy of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then the Sasan, we understand from teaching is is um, is really the capacity to to glean in the midst of the season that he's brought you in and and to me that's more like his thoughts and so I love that that, that he promises both of those because we understand that joy is always it it comes through serving the will of the Father and, and, and obediently surrendering to serving in his plan. And it's just, I, I, just it's, it, I just love, joy has really become something that's been so significant, at least for me personally, just this year, just understanding it in a greater way. So I'm excited about this. Well, it, it is, we've, in all the years that we have mentioned the, the fast of those four months, um, we've had a lot of different variations of how we pursue that each year. But I think that this is the first time we've just taken an entire month on Wednesdays and had 
um, specific facet of that our our target of prayer and on a Wednesday to where it's just the, the, the entirety of the service the entirety of what our gathering is throughout this month is going to focus on what the angel commands um, for not just for the seventh month but the four five and ten so anyway if if you're here in Dallas you're part of this church make plans to come there's not going to be a service we're not going to stand up and get everybody worked up before we go to prayer just come in at six and pray and when we're finished we're finished and that ministers to the Lord um, because you know people have expectations when they can, everybody has expectations no matter how often we've tried to specifically say this is what we're doing wherever we are whatever the meetings are there will be inevitably people who come in with some other mindset oh I thought you were doing this right normally yeah and the essence of it is prayer and that's that's where our heart is so but if you're not here in Dallas you you're of course uh, welcome to pray as well throughout this seventh month and we would love to you want to pray real time alongside the saints here or if you want to pursue this some other time during the week that would be terrific um, well praise God so uh, I know that we have gone past time it is 20 minutes till 1 here in Dallas we've only been broadcasting for 45 minutes I don't recognize that some of you may have been listening at a time in your work or whatever. I don't know what your scenario is. But we may have, we've definitely gone past the normal time when we would end. But um, is there anything further that you feel we need to say or admonish the people toward? No. Well, once again, we, we thank you for your willingness to afford us those awkward first minutes where we weren't on the air and then we did come on the air. Uh, apologize for that. But we're very grateful that we were able to to finally have a breakthrough and to record. So, thank you for joining us. Thank you for, again, um, partnering with all the saints and making this new equipment a possibility. And thank you for praying. Thank you for joining with us today. So, um, we look forward to tomorrow Wednesday night live and we look forward to being able to pray so until then 
May God bless you all. Goodbye.